1: Hi, welcome to Coastman Radio Station, and tonight my guest is Tony Walker, who is a financial advisor and author, and he's here today to talk about his wonderful new book, which is called The Adventures of Tony Bologna and Cookie. So I'm going to ask him a few questions, but I thought I'd let him introduce himself a little bit more first, so he can give us a little bit more about, about his background before we ask a few questions.
0: little dog named Cookie, and uh, so just just had a good time with Cookie, of course since that time I'm married, I've got my own children and grandchildren, we've had plenty of dogs over the years, and I've also authored five other books on finance, so this is my first book into the world of children's books, and it has nothing to do with money, and hopefully a lot to do with just uh, people can, you know, interact with their kids and grandkids and just have a lot of fun with this book.
1: So obviously you've just said you've been in financial business for... Quite a long time. You offered your five books, and then you went, well, retirement. We won't call it retirement. we call it semi not working so much. Well, I, I still work pretty hard. Yeah, that's, uh,
0: I have weird hours, strange hours. My wife continues to worry about me, but uh, now I still work probably uh, 50 hours a week minimum. I have a TV show and a production studio in Lowell that we do a weekly TV show every week called The Worry for Retirement. I write all the script for that see 20 to 30 people a week. I have a clientele of about 3,000 people. So this book, what was interesting about this book and how it came so easy is I just routinely told my grandkids, Scout and Ivy, stories, uh, some of them somewhat made up of my childhood and the adventures of Tony Bloney and Cookie, and much to my surprise, uh, they just thoroughly enjoyed it. And so what happened was they became my focus group. Um, I kind of wrote the stories based on what they seemed to think were funny Uh, Obviously, with three and four-year-olds, the sillier the better, which I can get silly with the best of them, and uh, it was just a lot of fun and very rewarding, gratifying, especially when the book was finally published, and I sat down with those two and read them the actual book, and they were smart enough to figure out that, hey, we we helped contribute to this, so it's been a really cool experience and a a fun journey as well.
1: So, are they the main inspiration why you wrote this book, then? Or was it to do with your past as well? Was there a little bit of you in that childhood I think a little bit I've written another book
0: uh, called Live Well Die Broke Uh, it's a financial book but it gets into my past a lot and then where I came from my parents did divorce when I was 10 that was 1970 which was kind of a rarity then so I do think your past shapes a lot of your future and so it's kind of a legacy of sorts Uh, Yeah, I like to talk about my past I love to tell stories this is something my grandkids could even one day pass off to their kids so the thought of having something that their grandfather authored about his childhood and just something that's very innocent and fun and allows them to maybe use their imagination that's what I mean, it's, it's a little bit of a legacy hopefully for my family to continue on to know a little bit about my past and again to have some fun and use their imagination as well
1: now obviously I see that you're wearing glasses and obviously in the book Tony Bloody wears glasses so there a connection to be wearing glasses
0: graphics guy, and I said, Tony Bloney apparently needs glasses, according to Ivy, so he's going to wear glasses, and in a way, I think it's kind of cool, because, again, not that kids who might wear glasses might feel funny about wearing glasses, but I think in the culture we're in now, you know, to try to help kids kind of deal with whatever they're going through, to see that Tony Bloney had to wear glasses, when I didn't, actually, as a child, in fact, if you go to my website at TonyBloneyandCookie.com, you can scroll down there and you'll see a picture of me and Marty and Cookie when I was little, and I didn't have glasses on then, but still, its I think it's kind of a cool touch. But yeah, my mom was not happy about that.
1: <laughs> so, mummy, your mother put you in the naughty step. <laughs> now, what was it like growing up as a lower middle class kid in the 60s? I hate that expression, lower middle class, because it's, it's like, a, it, we're very obsessed with class over here in the UK. Anyway, I've answered that question.
0: Yeah, well, I think I want people to know and I've I've always kind of said that just because I do work in the money field and a lot of my clients are, you know, hardworking folks that maybe, as I like to say, are not multi-millionaires. So I want people to understand I grew up kind of, you know, just didn't have a silver spoon or anything but, you know, looking back on those days, yeah, we didn't have a lot of money so everything was a treat, you know, if you literally, the ice cream truck came by once a day in the summer, you got a go to the supermarket with our kids and let them load up on you know 14 cartons of ice cream cones or whatever they want you know i mean you just everything was a treat uh if you wanted to watch cartoons you had to catch them on saturday morning that's the only time they were on you know just you know playing with your kids outside i mean uh, with your friends outside riding a bike you know just simple things so I, i think that's why i wrote this book it was also to share just fun adventures of things that really did happen the bicycle accident actually was pretty bad i cookie ran in front of me and you know dad took rushed me to the hospital they stitched me up the next day i was back on the bike again you know it wasn't a big deal back then so it's it just kind of an innocent time and i think it's a fun time and i think it's good for people to hearken back to those days
1: so do, do you reckon you've accidentally put a little bit of morals in the book not meaning to but you've sort of put back the morals of like be thankful for what you've got you know 'Cause we do you're quite right, today we are we expect it instant, in in instantly and when we don't get instantly, I'm going we use next the first for next person. Oh my god, the internet's down again, da 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 and, and then I think, well, years ago we didn't have the internet.
0: dad got upset with him because he wasn't raking fast enough and popped him in the bottom with the rake and it broke and then my dad got even more mad and blamed the breaking rake on you know but that was the 60s that was just funny back then you know as I look back on it so uh yeah I, I don't know I just I like the 60s I like growing up as a young kid I'm not saying I wouldn't want to grow up today but I'd much rather have the ability to just have the freedom and use your imagination and have to use your imagination you know unlike just getting on the internet like you said and you pull up whatever you want to pull up I think deep down, um, as I watch my kids, although they'll watch cartoons, my next step I'm already with an animator, I'm going to build a cartoon out on this character, but I've watched them watch cartoons. Even the cartoons today I don't think are very good. They're almost action-packed, and they're trying to get to the senses very quickly. I don't think a lot of them challenge the imagination of kids. They're, They're doing it for them, so to speak, and I don't think that's a good thing.
1: Now, how close were you to your dog, Cookie? Obviously, I can tell by the way you're talking about Cookie. Are these stories about cooking in your family really true? or? And if so, which ones? Or as much as you want to tell us which ones, because we don't want to spoil the book too much.
0: a lot uh, apparently the other female dogs in the neighborhood were quite attractive and if he got out that door he was gone and so they had a dog catcher that always tried to catch him back then my dad got very upset again we didn't have a lot of money it was 25 bucks to go get cookie from the dog catcher and i didn't know this until later on we had cookie three or four years and my dad came home one day and we said where's cookie because the dog catcher had caught him and Dad, real serious, goes, boys, I'm really sorry. I went to the dog pound, and after three times, they won't give Cookie back. Uh, so that was the end of Cookie. We found out later that he had found a home for Cookie. But, yeah, my dad wasn't going to put up with that anymore. So, yeah, again, just it, looking back on it, it's hilarious that he would have made that up. But yeah, So I had three or four really good years with Cookie, and then Cookie was history after that. But he, had, he apparently got a really good home.
1: Obviously a sub-question, I presume you've got the dogs now. Yeah, I can imagine it. It's one way of saying, "Get out of my house." <laughs> right. Um, what do you hope that when people reading this book, what do you think it'll bring to others? Do Do you think there's something you hope that others will get from it?
0: stories and challenge their imagination. And he he even says in his review that he's going to start doing that and being more intentional with his grandkids. So I think just spending time with them um, and again, take a chance, go back into your childhood and tell stories about your childhood and make up things and see if you can engage with them and get them thinking. Um, And I I know my my grandkids, I don't think it's because of me, but I think their imaginations are much broader than watch them think up things and use their imagination. I think it was Einstein that said imagination is more important than knowledge. So if we're not going to challenge people with their imagination, I think uh, people are going to get more and more closed minded, if
1: you ask me. I well, you won't probably agree for your financial side. If you didn't have an imagination to grow your business, you wouldn't grow the business. I mean, you have to be determined in the first place, and you have to be have the, the image in your head what you want to go forward. Obviously, he's a bit more involved, but the, it's the same principle in life, isn't it? That, you know, that's what you're trying to teach people. And you basically got to work at it. You can't just expect it to turn up and go, "Hi, I'm here." <laughs>
0: Center than they originally planned on because of various things so that to me in any decision making where a lot of people make problem or make wrong decisions is they haven't started at step one and really clarified what it is they're trying to accomplish and what those expectations might be then they start moving through the process and it's like wait a minute slow down here you don't, you haven't even ferreted out what you're looking for and then I like to challenge a lot of my clients to use their He, he's really involved in a food bank in Louisville, Kentucky, and he worked for Kroger. Now, it was his idea, not mine, but he retired. He was bored. Kroger's a big food store in, in America, and he realized he was really good at managing food because he had to in these large supermarkets. So his job is to orchestrate and implement and organize and pick up all this food, you know, thousands of pounds a week, and get it distributed throughout Louisville to people who need food, and, man, he just he loves it it up, no pun intended, but I think, you know, he's he had to use his imagination on how do I get out there and find food, how do I convince people to donate food, you know, where do I find the right people to deliver it to, so that, that's a good example of somebody that's got a passion in retirement and it has nothing to do with money, he doesn't he didn't make a penny on it.
1: It's nice to hear that, I always like to hear people putting bit back, it doesn't matter how much you put back, as long as it's a little bit, that's my opinion. Yeah,
0: it's all that matters.
1: And do you, obviously, do you have any for further Tony Maloney books and stories I I and did. adventures I think, yeah I, I, and in fact
0: I could even envision a book about cookie um you know more so about cookie and in the cartoon I'm working on the animation company I've contracted with we're going to work on a five minute short story and, and it's pretty involved this will take four to five months I've I've learned if you're really going to animate something properly it's a big deal yeah, yeah. that's what started this five minutes is really important to nail that and then from there we hope you know it can spring into other things or other books or even all the way
2: down the road like I said even a little bit of- our bodies come in different shapes and sizes so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too that's the beauty of Noom they build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions medical issues and other personal needs so your plan works for you dot com, and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Moral compass built into that, so
0: that, to answer your original question, there is a little bit of morality slipped in there too to teach kids lessons about things as well. So hopefully we can continue to work on that as well.
1: And who was your illustrator for the book? Because it'd be nice to mention them.
0: laid out the book for me and I just provided her the basically the stories and then she put it all together and then um, another lady, I'm trying to think, I'm, her name slips my mind I'm sorry, but she was the one that helped me she's helped me on other books get published but we use Ingram for our publish, publishing because they're so well recognized and we can get print on demand very quickly so yeah, it took uh, took people that, and that's another thing I would encourage people to write a book. First of all, don't plan on making a lot of money at it. Make sure it's a passion it's something you really want to do But don't, you know, don't halfway do it. Try to find some people that are good editors, good illustrators, uh, good graphics people. If you're going to do it, you know, do it right, uh, is all I would suggest.
1: And I find that writing a book, as you say, it's a little part of you that you're giving to the world. You do involve yourself a little bit in any book, any book you write. I defy any author that says they haven't. But They put a little bit of themselves in there, even if it's exaggerated a bit of themselves. There is a bit of themselves in there. Do you would you agree with that? Oh absolutely.
0: Going to be there to replace him after he's dead and gone. Um, so, and I want a third person to write that. So he's been interviewing a lot of people. Um, I, I want him to compile. He's a very good writer. He's a good storyteller. But I'm going to give that to people, not only clients who might be concerned what happens to the organization when Tony's gone, but also people who might be thinking about investing their money because nowadays people are really distrustful of organizations, institutions. Uh, they feel like a number, um, and I think we we have a different approach. We're much more personal, but I want people to know that that the personality of me hopefully will continue, you know, in the culture we've created here of, of helping these people long after I'm gone.
1: I blame that a little bit on the me 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 culture. Yeah, you know, I I mean I, I mean it's like the current situation over here with the fuel crisis. I imagine you've got the same problem in America. But a lot of it they're saying about companies making, oh, they're making masses of profit. And I thought to myself, I don't know much about business, but I thought the whole point of a business is to make profit. I mean, I know it might be not nice to hear they're making profit out of the petrol prices and the oil prices and that. But, hey, it goes both ways. They, They probably made losses as well, so...
0: says you better understand that that is the real world, you know, whether you like it or not and if they don't satisfy those shareholders and make them a profit then they're out of business and then whatever service you were hoping for, that's gone by the wayside so it does have to come full circle and you have to realize that is what it's all about in the end. Fortunately for this book you know, I've, I've made enough money where I could take some money and throw it this book and put it out there and I, I told my wife this, I said, honey, if nobody buys this book, the ten minutes I had reading this book when it was published to Scout and Ivy who helped create it that's all the memories I need I'm, I'm good with that so I'm fortunate that I don't have to have money off this book to you know put food on the table so it was it definitely was a, just a kind of a work of love and a legacy for my family first and then if it helps other people so be it
1: have you ever considered doing like um, you know when they used to go to schools and they used to get someone to read a little bit from the book you know what I mean don't you like, like, like a library thing Used to go to yeah. the library and invite a load of kids, and you say, Oh, this is a section for." You don't have to sell the book, but you can just say, oh, This is a story for my book. If you like it, fine, it's there. If you don't, no commitment, that kind of thing. Have you ever thought about that, or is that too out? Uh,
0: yeah, uh, like my uh, Scout preschool, I think it's January 13th. I'm going there. They have a mystery reader that comes in, so I'm going to take a supply of the books. I think there's like kids or something I'm going to show up as a mystery reader and read them Tony Bloney and then give all the kids a book to take home inside the book it, you know, it's got a place this book belongs to and I always put the child's name yeah them. it's nice but uh, it's Tony it's yeah, yeah. But you're right I think just to read it to them I'm looking forward
1: to that I'm, I think that'll be fun you can do the voices
0: Right. I mean, to be honest, uh, there was not much video recording back then, so I'm not really sure what my voice was. You know, whereas mm-hmm. today I could go back and my kids, I can tell them what their voice sounded like because I've got it. But back then, we didn't have
1: any video recordings. So well, I saw obviously important. they could base it on your accent because obviously you've got an accent like myself. Not like not, not a British accent, but you've got like that yeah. Midwestern kind of twang, as they say. Yeah. I reckon they should have cook cookie as an inside voice, you know, like you know, like the, you know, like obviously because dogs can't talk, but they could have a little yeah. voice. So I'll go, oh here we go again, it's oh, yeah. <laughs> something like that, yeah. You ever seen that movie *Homeward Bound*? Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. I think I think most people go for the doggy. Yeah, you're quite right. I think I think I think if you do a series of cooking adventures, and I would what I would do is I could do a little sample, put one on YouTube, like do a proper little small a short, you know, like a thirty second clip, and that'll get your attention because they normally do quite well YouTube shorts, and something like a little story going, I'm going to soon be telling my story. Hopefully, we'll see you soon, or something similar to that. You know. Yeah,
0: that's cool.
1: Yeah, because I, I think it, I, I found out the shorts work better for advertising something you want to sell than the long winded podcast or advertisement. You know, if you just want to sell it there and then, it pops. Mm-hmm. You know, as they used to say, you, you know yourself from the business. It's, a, it's the old fashioned. Quick advert they used to have on telly, you know the the flash adverts that they banned years ago because it's supposed to contain some sort of abominable messages. Obviously these don't, but you know it's because they they're only like thirty to forty seconds long, so you d- you just get enough to get the feel of something. And you go, oh, that looks interesting. I'll go and have a look at that. I, I don't know, it's only an idea. You don't have to listen to my idea.
0: So, and also because of people's attention span. So that way if somebody says, hey, here's a clip, and we've got it labeled, let's say, when to take Social Security. Okay, I'll watch that. Well, it's 45 seconds. Obviously, they want to contact us for more information, but I, I'm like you. I think uh, brevity is sometimes the best salesperson, not not long-winded talks and discussions.
1: Well, I find for my, I, I've got a policy like you I always think to myself, if one person listens back to my podcast, I'm quite happy. If I get 100 pod listeners a month, I'm quite happy. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not one of these people who want, oh, I've, I've done you know, I've done lots of people, I listen to stuff on my YouTube stuff, but I'm quite happy to think, oh, someone out there is bothered to sit down and look me up and think, oh, I'll listen to that. <laughs>
0: Show and I'm on in a lot of stations in Kentucky. I'm well known in Kentucky, but for whatever reason, I don't know why. I've never been able to get my name and my brand out nationally, and I've just assumed it's not meant to be. and I'm okay with that, you know. So I wouldn't worry
1: about it. Just, I mean, some people been when they say people have been famous, they've been probably famous for 20 years before they actually got famous.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: uh, sir, Oh, that's
1: okay, mate. I understand I really that. Um, I'm just thinking. Um, uh, just tell me a little bit if you want about what services you run for your fan ads so that people know that, that side of you as well. So we might as well include oh, okay. it in the podcast. So I think it's fair enough. Yeah, and I
0: tell you. second half of life, you know, in their 70s or even 80s, they've got all this money stockpiled and uh, unfortunately they can't spend it. Then the worry comes in, well, wait a minute, who's going to get it? Well, usually it's either the government or the nursing homes, so it's kind of a losing strategy. Uh, the financial world has taught everybody to accumulate all this money because that's how they make money on our money, and but they don't want you taking it away from them because they don't make money if you spend it. Problem is, most people then fall into that, and it's too late. So I would encourage people to reassess where they are in life, do things like this. i have to write a book, but don't be afraid to get off your wallet, um, enjoy your money, realize you you can't take it with you. There could be a point in time where you're not even able to spend it. And uh, that book I think would give you a good philosophy on how I approach money in life. And I've done this 38 years, so it's been born out of meeting a lot of a lot of people. So it's not just something I've of driving down the interstate today I mean this is from meeting thousands of people and watching their lives play out and uh, so hopefully it might be of an encouragement to people to not be afraid to spend and enjoy their money
1: well thank you for that I, I, I think it's important I thought as you do it for a living and uh, there's always people worried about money in life I mean that's the situation we're in at the moment every country apparently is going in a recession on some description I mean I wouldn't know what recession is because, like, basically, I did my day, day, day assistance, but hey, that's just me. But, yeah. I think I think everybody has at one point. Would you please mention any websites you'd like to mention while you were here?
0: a YouTube channel uh, with all of my past TV episodes. We've recorded over 400 episodes of the Word for Retirement. So, if you just want to watch past episodes of our television show, that's at youtube.com and just type in Tony Walker Financial.
1: Yeah, I hope people will go and listen and watch that. I would highly recommend people do because I should. What I should do is I subscribe to you, and then you can subscribe to me. So we, we'll, it we'll sort of follow each yes, other. Sir. Then that's that's a sort that of. Sounds, that uh, sounds as one, one, extra, one extra subscriber's one extra subscriber. <laughs> well, you, you take care, sir. Thank you for the Thank, uh, yeah, thank you for letting me spend a little, a little time with you. Honey. And okay. what I'll do for the um, image of the audio is the book, the book image. Okay. Okay. That's perfect. okay. Thank Thanks, you very much. Sir. Bye, my friend. You're Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah Baby. Introducing a new collection.